The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we sit, 10 and 4, week 16 of the 2019 NFL season. And it's funny, right? I I find myself reflecting back a lot on, on this season so far. And, and obviously, it's not done yet. Two regular season games left to go. Obviously, however many playoff games the Bills might be playing in. And it's interesting because I don't know if it's just that holiday time of year that you you find yourself reflecting. Maybe you get a little nostalgic or all these pieces. But I just uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to to share with each of you as we go through with with this Buffalo Bills season that has just been a lot of fun so far. And I say that I don't want to sound complacent. I don't want to make it sound like, hey, we're just happy to be here or any of any of those pieces that come with it. But I think for Buffalo Bills fans, right, we look at these things and and even despite the uh, the trip to the playoffs in, in 2017, this has truly been a long time coming. And I say a long time coming in that the Buffalo Bills are a good football team. I know we talked about it last week before the Steelers game, right? Like asking the question, are the Buffalo Bills good? And it was a bit of a rhetorical question because, of course, if you ask Bills fans, we know that this team has been good this year. I mean, you don't get to 10 wins. You don't make the playoffs. You, it's not easy to win in the NFL, as Coach Sean McDermott would say. But you'd go through things and you talk a little bit about the national spotlight and some of those things there. Sometimes we care a little bit more about power rankings and those types of things than we should. And I guess as I go with it, right, you, you kind of get to this point, the, the Bills win the game on Sunday night football against the Steelers, that for many of us, right, you think back to some of those primetime games, there would always be this feel of if there's a way for the team to blow it, we probably will. And the Buffalo Bills didn't blow it on Sunday night. And as you go through with those pieces, right, you think to yourself, and just because I've been a Bills fan forever, and and I've seen some of these heartbreaking losses, right, that they go back from my time as as a kid to a teenager to a young adult to where I am today, for these guys on the team, they were not a part of any of this, right? That heartbreak is like completely a thing of the past. You look at the Bills roster, there are only two players currently on the roster that were on the team in 2016. 
mean, we're talking three years ago, right? That This is a major upheaval. It is a new day for this group. And I think as you go through with some of it, I, you know, for those of you that are online, right, you see, you've seen the video clip before the little kid who kind of, he's sitting in his car and he looks to his parents and look of bewilderment. And he says, is this real life? And as a Buffalo Bills fan, I think many of us can probably relate right now because you go through that stretch, those years of just heartache, of mediocrity, of just right then rinse and repeat, right? You're, you're mediocre to bad. You go through the draft and free agency. You have the sense of hope. And then you get to the regular season and you, you realize you're probably not good enough. And and for us, right, you, you think of the turnaround. You think of where the team has come, where they've been, all the pieces that have gone with it. And here the Buffalo Bills sit at 10 and 4, heading into New England on Saturday to take on the Patriots with still an outside shot at winning the AFC East championship. And I think when you look at Sunday's game, and I remember, right, the the week four matchup against the Patriots, my, my podcast was just treat it like any other regular season game. Don't put more into it, less into it, this or that. It's one game on your schedule. And really for the Bills, right, it was. It was a 16-10 to 10 loss. The Bills had a chance to win the game. They did not, right? The, the, the Patriots got clutch performance on special teams, a great performance from their defense, and, and the Bills could not make plays, especially after Matt Barkley had to replace Josh Allen as he was injured in that matchup. Now here we sit week, week 16, and I think for many, you know, you say to yourself, okay, the Buffalo Bills are for real. And the New England Patriots, you know, yes, they are for real, right? You you look at this matchup, you look at this team and and who they are, all the, the pieces that come with this, right? Like there's, I'm not kicking any sort of dirt on the Patriots grave and, until like it is, it is officially, officially over and done. Um, but this is one of those matchups that maybe you could argue, right? Two franchises heading in different directions and, and not, you know, the Buffalo Bills are not there by any stretch of the matter and the New England Patriots are not finished by any stretch of the matter. But maybe the Pats are just taking that left turn, right? Kind of that left turn from the decline is, as you've seen, some of their struggles lately. And we do know part of it. Uh, you know, we've heard different interviews. We we know that Tom Brady maybe has been playing hurt. That might have part to do with it. We know the pieces around him are not as good as they have been in the past. But as we go through with this, right, again, it's week 16, the Buffalo Bills are playing the New England Patriots and the AFC East championship is still a possibility for them. Now, I don't say that as any sort of moral victory. Uh, I don't look at this as one of those like, hey, we should just be happy we're at this point. It's just more of a reality for Bills fans, right? Uh, uh, almost, I guess you could say, a time that you were have been looking forward to in a lot of different ways, right? Like each year you've got that hope. Is this going to be the year that we make the jump, that the Buffalo Bills become good? And at least for the 2019 season, the Buffalo Bills are good and they're contending for the AFC East Championship and they head into Gillette Stadium to take on the New England Patriots on Sunday or Saturday, a nationally televised game. And uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be another one of those games that you look at where the defenses obviously play at a very high level and which offense can, can perform better and deliver some of those plays. And, you know, maybe instead of having to settle for some field goals, can convert some of those touchdowns 
and let's see what the Bills can do. Now, as we go through all of this, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, you're feeling a little bit nostalgic with with some of these pieces. Um, you know, just even even throughout this season, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm getting old or whatever it may be. I went back, I listened to one of my earlier podcasts around some of the bold predictions that I made heading into to this year. Um, you know, I guess they were somewhat bold because they didn't take place, but I'll run through them real quick for you. I predicted that Frank Gore would be the leading rusher on the team. Uh, when I made that prediction, LaShawn McCoy was still a member of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that is not going to happen with, with Gore as you take a look at things right now. He's got 573 yards rushing, but uh, Devin Singletary has truly taken over with 729 yards rushing, a big advantage for him heading into these last two games. I uh, also said that Tyler Croft would emerge as the Buffalo Bills' number one tight end in the second half of the season. We all know that Croft got injured again right right before the game against the Cincinnati Bengals in week three, and uh, it has been kind of a slow go for him where Dawson Knox had gotten the majority of the snaps, but as Knox had dealt with some of those fumble or drops uh, throughout the past weeks, we saw Tyler Croft with the big fourth-quarter reception the 14-yard touchdown in the victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, another projection I made, I had the Bills getting three pro bowlers, Tremaine Edmonds, Andre Roberts, and Jordan Poyer. <laughs> Looking back, not sure why I did not have Trey White on that list, but I, I think many would probably say, right, Trey White's second year was a little bit of a dip from his rookie season. So, uh, of course, he has burst onto the scene this year, the national stage with his play the only Pro Bowler for the Buffalo Bills. A little bit of, you know, I think you can look at Tremaine Edmonds and Andre Roberts. They are first alternates. I would not be surprised if those two guys did end up in the Pro Bowl after some players drop out. So I think that's something to monitor. So maybe I can, uh, you know, take a half of a victory on that if those two guys end up getting one of those spots. And uh, and my final bold prediction I had was the Buffalo Bills finishing with a 9-7 and record and just missing out on the playoffs. And thankfully, I was wrong there because the Buffalo Bills sit at 10-4 and four right now with two games to play and a playoff spot already locked up as we head into Week 16. So, you know, as we go through this, again, you take a look back at some of the pieces. You you do look at all of it, and you think to yourself, this, this team, right, you, you talk about where they have come, but you also talk about the plan under Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about free agency, guys that the Bills should look to re-sign, some of the names that might be out there in free agency. And of course, we'll have plenty of time to get into that once the season is done. Um, you, you know, with this, though, you can almost just look at it and think to yourself, how far has this team come in just one season? So it, it got me thinking a little bit, right? And I don't want to make this too cringeworthy for some of y'all as you go through with it, but I looked back at the Buffalo Bills stats in 2018. And, and with that as a whole, I was just, uh, it, it, again, you, you look at some of these pieces and you think to yourself, man, this team has come a long way. And, and some of that ties into just individual statistics, but of course, some of the team statistics as well. And, and with a lot of it, a, a couple pieces that just come out, touchdowns is a very simple one. Right. You can look in 2018, Buffalo Bills opponents scored 44 touchdowns. The Bills only scored 2019, a 15 touchdown differential between the two. 
Now you look at things this year, and we're talking through 14 games. The Bills' opponents have scored 27 touchdowns, while the Bills have scored 33, right? So you, you look at that from that standpoint. That, that statistic right there, I think if you wanted to sum up these two seasons, you could look at that part in itself, right? The, the increase in touchdowns that the Bills themselves have been scoring, but a huge difference that they have done defensively, right? Giving up 44 touchdowns during the 2018 season. And we still look at the defense last year of being solid and a good defense in the NFL. This year, having only allowed 27 through 14 games, of course, two games to go. But the Bills defense clicking on all cylinders. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's something of note, uh, of course, for for all of us. When, when you think back to where the team was a year ago, this is the part where you might cringe just just a little bit. Right. Because I even as I look back at some things and I think to how much the Bills offense struggled in 2018, I don't remember them struggling this much as I looked at certain pieces, right? The leading rusher on the team was LaShawn McCoy. He had 161 carries for 514 yards. That was a 3.2 average per carry. Chris Ivory, 115 attempts for 385 yards, 3.3 yards per carry. You know, of course, you had Josh Allen with what he did, 89 carries for 631 yards. Uh, I guess I should say he was the leading rusher, right, when I mentioned that before, being the, the leading running back on the team. But, you know, from that standpoint, how much the Bills struggled to run the ball, and we, we think about the, the changes, right, that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott made along the offensive line this year, it really speaks for itself. I mean, in in many ways. And we talked about some of the struggles that Frank Gore has had rushing the ball these past few weeks, right? 160 attempts for 573 yards, only an average of 3.6 yards per carry. But over this stretch, we have seen Frank Gore really become more of that short yardage back or in a situation when the Bills have the lead and like, let's just give the ball to Gore because we know that he will secure it and will not cough it up. Um, Devin Singletary, right, as we talked about before, 729 yards rushing, 5.4 yards per clip, uh, just doing a great thing, a great deal there and, and showing to be a, a bright spot for the Bills. Josh Allen not rushing at the same clip that he did last year. I think many fans are okay with that. 102 rushes for 467 yards, 4.6 yards per carry, which is great when you look at that standpoint. The most impressive piece for Josh Allen, nine rushing touchdowns, uh, just what he brings to the game there. So but again, you look back at those 2018 rushing statistics and, and man, especially think to how bad the run game was before Josh Allen came back from the injury, right? And, and Josh was running all over the place down the stretch last year, really making those dynamic plays. But that was, you know, him running for 100 yards per game during the last four or five games of the season, where before that the Bills could just really get nothing going. The other part that truly stands out, and we do talk about the the shift at wide receiver for the Bills in many ways, but again, you look at, let's just say, the top five receivers during 2018. Zay Jones with 56 catches for 652 yards. You had LaShawn McCoy going 34 for 238. Robert Foster with 27 catches for 541 yards. Jason Kroom, 22 for 259. Charles Clay, 21 for 184, and I'll throw in Isaiah McKenzie with 18 for 179. And, you know, now you look at the Bills, and again, you talk about the the additions that were made with the pass catchers for the Bills. 
John Brown, 71 for 1,007, five touchdowns for him. Cole Beasley, 60 for 670. Devin Singletary, 28 for 192. Dawson Knox, 27 for 355. And the only name that you see on both of these lists, and it's only because I went down to uh, the sixth spot, Isaiah McKenzie, 23 for 236. And, And you talk about just the shift in talent. And the interesting piece with this, right, Brown and Beasley, of course, established, but then you take the young guys and Singletary and Dawson Knox, who I at least believe have bright futures for ahead of themselves, right? You think of, of you know, what they have meant in this offense, and I do remember back after the draft, people kind of not sure what to make of Singletary because he did not catch many passes in his time at FAU, but here he is with 28 catches in his rookie season, even despite missing a couple of games due to injury, has proven to be a viable weapon for the Bills and should be a big part of their running game for years to come. Uh, Again, you you just look through all of these pieces. Uh, Again, you talk about it if you at the beginning of the year, right? You shift to the defense a little bit. Think if I said to you before September 1st that Jordan Phillips would be leading the team in sacks in 2019 and and then asked you how you thought the team would be doing, kind of what what your thoughts would have been uh, would have been there. But, you know, from. From that standpoint, the Bills' defense, I mean, we all expected them to do a good job, to be successful in, in what they could. Um, but with that being said, you, you look at how the defense continues to perform. Some woes against the rush early in the season, but we've seen Ed Oliver come into his own. We've seen Jordan Phillips, right, prove that he is not just a guy that got off to a fast start and continuing to play well. Um, and, and really Shaq Lawson, a guy that we will continue to talk a lot about, right, who in the last year of his rookie deal, what the Bills will do with him in free agency in addition to Jordan Phillips. Those are the two guys really at the top of that list. But, you know, it has just been a great defense for the Buffalo Bills this season. And and you go through with it. I know we don't spend enough time probably talking about the defenses we should, right? And I, I get that because so much of the focus is on the offense and Josh Allen and so many of the new faces, right? We're on the offensive side of the ball, but you know, you just you look through this list, like we said before, Tremaine Edmonds, a first alternate for the Pro Bowl, Jordan Poyer, Matt Milano, Trey White, Micah Hyde, Lorenzo Alexander, Taron Johnson, Jordan Phillips. I mean, even Kevin Johnson coming on as of late, Trent Murphy playing better as of late. We've seen Ed Oliver really start to flash what he can be. You know, Shaq Lawson, we talked about, Jerry Hughes. And even Starla Tulele, right, who is uh, many Bills fans, you know, have their own issues with him. But we've seen delivering as the Bills defense has stepped up and continuing to do a great job. So in, in many ways, right, we just look at all of this. Do all these pieces come together? Not to say that just it's a measuring stick game against the Patriots on Saturday, but in many ways it is heading into the playoffs, right? Like folks, they might have their own preconceived notions on what this Bills team can be. Maybe they'll look at it and say, well, Duck Hodges wasn't this. Or maybe they'll look at it and say, well, you know, the Cowboys have been up and down. Or this one or that one. Like, however they want to fit in a narrative to round certain victories that the Bills have had. But now here are the Bills. They take on the Patriots Saturday, right, a, a nationally televised game on the NFL Network. And I'm looking forward to seeing what I hope to be will a Buffalo Bills victory. So, you know, for everyone listening, this is uh, this is my last podcast before the Christmas holiday. Obviously, we'll be back with you next week to talk so many 
different pieces for us as it ties to the Buffalo Bills. But really just want to take a minute to, to thank all of you for the time that you take to, to not just listen to this podcast each and every week, but all the podcasts we have here at buffalorumblings.com. Uh, you think about how this group has come together in a, a similar way to a team to, to put together a, a lot of great content for you each and every week. Whether you're listening to Blitzed Bills, Circling the Wagons, Believe, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, of course, the Mafia Mavens, the Nick and Nolan Show, or Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, uh, we really do enjoy bringing these podcasts to you each and every week. We appreciate your feedback. Uh, of course, anytime that you can subscribe here, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, right? You can subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings podcast uh, channel, I guess you would say. But just uh, just wanted to take that moment to say thank you. We appreciate, uh, again, all of the time that you spend with us each and every week, all the feedback you give us. And of course, all those five-star reviews uh, are always appreciated as well. So for you guys, take care. We'll be back with you uh, soon. And as always, go Bills.